1: I'm your host, Dori DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and business women, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done, we're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life, and I'm really looking forward to bringing today's guest onto our show. Rebecca Folsom, born and raised in Boulder, Colorado, draws inspiration from the alternative pulse of her hometown nestled in the Rockies. With a 20-year Zen Buddhism study, she embraces the wisdom and uncertainty and reflects it in her latest album, Sanctuary. Collaborating with diverse individuals like activists, authors, and those in compromised situations... She fosters unity and shares common human values. Known as the Creativity Shaman, Rebecca empowers individuals and groups through coaching, vocal workshops, and philanthropy. Her artistic endeavors include albums, poetry books, and fine art paintings, and so much more. And rather than just continuing on, I'd much rather bring her into the show and into this conversation so she can share her journey. So, Rebecca, welcome to Word of Mom Radio. Uh, thank you, Dory. Uh, it is a pleasure to be here. It is nice to finally connect with you. It's been interesting, and everybody has been on the road. So, Rebecca and I have had to move our show a couple of times because of signals and <laughs> storms. that's right. right now we're traveling while I'm in route in Pennsylvania, looking for some shade um, right now. Good. You know, but- I would love for you to just take us on your journey through what has gone on to lead you to Sanctuary.
2: Hmm. Well, my goodness, you know, where to start? I mean, I love what you said in the very beginning as far as moms that we're, we're smart, we're savvy, and we're, you know, what does it really look like to be an entrepreneurial mom? Mm-hmm. And it's been years of that. I raised my stepkids since they were one and two years old. and. Now those kids have grown and they are, I have grandchildren with them. Mm. And, and all through that, I have been doing my creative work, you know, through through that time. So it just like what you and I are doing here, women get very smart at how to make things happen. You know, like it doesn't all have to be a rigid way. We multitask, we figure it out, we put all the pieces together and, you know, we create it. I almost think of it almost like... Creating a quilt, you know, we put all the pieces together and and make it work like that. And I think my creative experience has been quite a bit like that. Incorporating all the pieces and juggling all the balls, you know, in life. Certainly that was the truth, raising my children and, you know, being an artist through that, a fine artist and a musician. And it has continued to be true as far as the Sanctuary Project. This project that I started four and a half years ago, it was huge. The vision started off as a little thing, and then it grew into a much bigger vision. And in fact, I even had trouble getting grants in the beginning to support it because the grant people told me, this is too big. We don't think you could actually do it. It just doesn't seem like it's possible. And I'm here to say, we did it, (laughs) which is Wonderful. It started out as an idea to work with people. You know, when I felt into what is sanctuary? What is the meaning of sanctuary? And when I dropped into that, a safe place, a refuge, you know, a a natural, sacred place, I thought, well, if you have a safe place or a sacred place, that means there are places that are not you know, that if there's a refuge, that means there's somewhere there is no refuge. And so I began to feel into, well, who are these people that live on the edges of our society? And who are the people that are undervoiced that will benefit from sanctuary? And so I began to feel into all these different groups. And then decided to work with them if they wanted to work with me, these marginalized communities, and went in with nonprofits that were already doing really beautiful work with these communities. So some of these communities are working with people that were experiencing homelessness, with refugees. I ended up doing a lot of work with refugee kids. That had just come over from Syria and the Congo. They were escaping war. Their families had lived in camps on the, in Turkey for two years. It was crazy situations. You know what they fled was insane. And then moving into these camps that they lived in with you know thousands and thousands of people, and then finding refuge, you know, here in the United States. So I partnered with the International Rescue Committee. Uh, you know, an amazing organization that's doing work with refugees. You know, that's some, and then prisoners, we worked with elderly, LGBTQ, we worked around the marginalization around race, women's empowerment. So, you know, with all of this, the vision was to do these workshops to use my skills as a facilitator because I've taught vocal freedom for 30 years, and to use these tools and games and things that I do to help people move through fear to get up in front of people and be in front of an audience and speak their truth and be in their authentic voice. So these workshops, these Open Your Voice workshops, and then moved into writing, either with these individuals or using what they shared in their stories and writing from that, and then getting together with Grammy-winning producers and hit songwriters and creating those songs into like really beautiful sonic landscapes and then we created the sanctuary album and uh, we released that
1: i'd like you to talk to us about the song mercy yeah because it's a really powerful song i love songs that take you through a journey a real journey and that one does so i would love for you to share it with us because we're going to share it with our listeners so i would love for you to set it up
2: Sure. So, Mercy was one of the most powerful songs to write. I interviewed, oh my goodness, so many people that had experienced homelessness, along with the local shelter. I interviewed their staff and their counselors and people who were being part of the solution. And I actually came back after speaking with these individuals on both sides of this, you know, those helping and those in need of help, and wrote a song. And it was a good song. And I realized that I didn't go all the way. You know, I I wanted drop a little deeper. I felt like, oh, it isn't quite there. And from the experience of talking with the people at the shelter, it really brought up my whole experience that I had as a teenager around homelessness. And I was very minimally, I don't want to minimize it, but I wanted to be the truth about it. You know, I was in and out of homelessness from 14 to 16 years old. And my sister, really experienced homelessness. She had years of being homeless. And, you know, what happens in that situation? You know, very, very difficult situations. And I had stuffed that so far down. I had exiled that part of myself. You know, you you think about marginalization in the world, like we marginalize these people, we're blind to their lives and to their suffering. And we do that often because we've marginalized something in ourselves, you know, that we've exiled, we can't handle a part of ourselves. So when I went in and opened to the shelter and the people and everything, it, it brought up this whole history for me and the pain of my sister and what had happened there. And so I went back to the drawing board and I rewrote the song and I wrote it bringing in my story and my sister's story along with all the other people that had shared their stories. And Mercy was born, you know, from that, the song Mercy.
1: We're going to hear it right now. So sit back and really listen to this song. Thank
3: not to bother we can make the angels say more we can make them cry with all the trouble that living brings can help but wonder why not mercy 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 for heaven's sake got out but my sisters in deep, lost her mind living on the street, caught in the undertow of mistreating, while I built a fortress of succeeding, and lost track of her tender She's gone mad, how is that? That I'm the one acting crazy Like that night I dropped her last Christmas Eve As the snow fell, she turned the key To the storage locker where she sleeps And I pretended The trouble that living brings can't help but wonder why not mercy, mercy.
1: said it's a really powerful song when you really listen to those words and the journey in that you know sometimes you listen to somebody singing a song and you know they're not singing about themselves and then you listen to somebody and you may not have ever heard them before but you know that that song is real that's how I feel about listening to that song
2: Thank you, Dory. You know, the amazing thing is, too, uh, what I found with this is you never know with a song, like when you bring it out to the world and you start to sing it, if people are going to relate to it. And what I found was... People were sobbing. Like every time I sing this in a show, there are tissues and people are really moved by it. So I find that, you know, in a way, the more personal I get with my writing or or those that I help write, the more universal people can relate to it.
1: On that note, we're going to take a quick break. Say thank you to our sponsors. And we'll be back here in just a moment on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave, She is bold, she is you, and we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win.
4: The inner demons created cannot be recognized or treated in time to ensure they make it through. Bullying in every form is very much avoidable. It starts with me and it starts with you. This is Kelly Carius from No Such Thing as a Bully reminding you to do your part when you see bullying happen. If you don't know what that is, call 403-447-4404 or go to nosuchthingasabully.com.
1: Don't let the name fool you. Stadiumbags.com is not just For sports fans, our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. So check out stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice.
5: For safety, it's in the bag. In 2017, Unsilenced Voices was formed to help survivors of domestic abuse and gender-based violence worldwide. The organization currently serves Sierra Leone, Rwanda, Ghana, and the USA. In 2022, Unsilenced Voices gifted over $33,000 to survivors in the USA. And in Sierra Leone, There are over 26 young girls who have been rescued from sex trafficking and domestic abuse and now going through vocational training school in order to better their lives. We need your help. Donations are critical in order for us to continue our work. We also need volunteers to help with research and development. Please visit unsilencedvoices.org. For more information, again, unsilencedvoices.org. And we're back here on Word of Mom Radio.
1: We're talking with Mm -hmm. Rebecca Folsom, and we are talking about her album Sanctuary. You have been on such an interesting journey to go from being an artist and a songwriter and Zen master and all of the things that are going on in your life that has led you to this wonderful collaboration of music. Yeah, true. The, you know,
2: I just will clarify, I am not a Zen master. I study with a Zen master, and uh, she is a brilliant human being. In fact, she co-wrote one of the songs we wrote for the album on it, too. But all those life experiences, I think that is true, you know, being a woman. You know, I think women, we tend to feel the whole group, you know, that, that we tend to think in in that way, that's certainly been true for me. There were years I really had to claim myself. I had to come back to, I am an individual. I am this. You know, I have all these songs about, you know, a woman's truth, where there's a will of a woman, there's a way, you know, all these different songs about that. And this has been such an organic coming forth of wanting to share what happened for me around voice. And, You know, for me, I was singing, 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 and I was competing as a teenager. And then when my life fell apart and, you know, those things happened in the Mercy song, my voice, I just totally shut down my voice. I just shut down all of that. And so it's been so wonderful to come back to helping people open their voice and helping people come into that authentic power. And, you know, we also worked in Colorado State Penitentiary and worked with prisoners there that are in for life and helping them open their voice and be authentic and rather than the role-playing, the male role-playing that happens how men end up in prison and how they then deal with prison, the yard and the violence and the, you know, all the different things. And I went in with this nonprofit called The Realness Project run by another astounding, wonderful woman. And they are doing this work, teaching them life skills in there. And to work with these guys and watch them open to their authentic voice and watch that empowerment. And now they're leaders in the state penitentiary. Watching them now, it's been a couple of years since we've been working with them, and they're leading the other groups, and they're so full of life and confidence, they magnetize. You know, the other inmates are looking at them and going, man, I want some of that. Their program went from, I think they had maybe 10 people in the first, it was 5 to 10, it was very small, and then the next one, I think it was about 15, 18, and now they have to start two, and there's 30 in each group, and because it's so, the ripple effect of how it's impacting that whole culture and how it's impacting the way these dads are talking to their kids. There's real hope that the kids, the the lineage of prison will be broken. So it's just amazing. One person finds their voice, the impact, like how important it is,
1: how that ripples out in the world. That really leads us beautifully into that title song of Sanctuary. So set that up for us because I want to share that with our listeners as well.
2: Yeah, you know, the song you I love that
1: song. We worked hard on that song.
2: I rewrote that song many times until it was just right. And I wrote that with Sally Barris, a hit writer out of Nashville, Kim Chrysellis, a fabulous piano player, and Nick Forrester, who is part of E-Town, which is a a really incredible nonprofit here in Boulder, and, you know, really meant to be like an overarching song of all the songs, you know, about what is it that's going on on our planet with humanity, and what's the solution? That song is a real solution-based song. You know, the whole idea that it's like one voice, one people. I love the bridge. You know, it's every wall that we break down, every hand that reaches out, everywhere that love is found, we're building a new dream. Every garden that we tend, every broken heart we mend, every battle that we end, we're building a new dream. So it does fall back into that thing of like every small act. You know, sometimes I think as women, we minimize ourselves. We we think, oh, it's not enough, Our, our perfectionism, you know, and what is it to just
3: respect
2: ourselves around one beautiful act it's like your beautiful act of like sitting in your car driving to your next place like and doing this interview it's your dedication to creativity that ripples you know my dedication to helping people open their voices and ripples and now this album is on national radio the the sanctuary song went to number one on the national folk charts we're up for a award in a film festival for the Sanctuary music video so this
1: song has definitely hit a chord for people. I look forward to our audience getting a chance to enjoy it. Sanctuary. Again, I love music that makes you think, that brings you in. I mean, let's face it, there's lots of music that you just get to listen to and tap your toes, and (laughs) it's just about fun. And then there's things that make you think, make you reflect. And this is definitely doing that, and I love it. And I I have to ask you about your journey. Again, as a mom, as a musician, as a philanthropist, How have you managed to keep all of these things going so beautifully? Mm, Thank you. You know, as you know, that is an art,
2: (laughs) you know, and how to take care of ourselves in the midst of that. And, um, Yeah, you know, I learned these tools, and I I, I do have to give a shout-out. One one of my teachers, you know, I have my Zen master teacher, Roshi Retta Lawler, with the Morningstar Zen Center. And I have another teacher, uh, husband and wife team, Gay Hendricks and Katie Hendricks. And Katie has been just an amazing uh, teacher for me. And a couple things that she taught me, one is getting very, very tuned to my yeses and my noes to let my body, my somatic, my body intelligence inform me of when I have a yes to something and when I have a no to something and not overriding that. I have found that now that I've moved into being really true to myself and my yeses and my nos and really getting them, that things flow. Even though I'm juggling a lot. But if I throw a little wrench in that by overriding a no, something comes up and it's like, oh, sure, I'll do it. But I don't want to do it. Like I'm getting a no in my being. It's like that will cause friction and my little spaceship that is going 90 miles an hour can't handle it. You know, it's like it gets off. Like I'm out of alignment and my life gets out of alignment. And in the positive, when I honor my yes and my no, I am... One, I'm just in integrity with myself. And then I'm in integrity with the universe. So everything gets into this magic flow where everything works. And I've seen it when I then blow it and I override one of those, how it's like, you know, it doesn't. And it's like, quickly I'll get right back into, you know, into my integrity around my authentic yes and no.
1: Being true to you is one of the biggest things that we all have to learn because, especially as moms, as women, We overdo everything because we want to do, and I I say it to clients when I coach and things like that, that if you try to do everything, if you try to accomplish everything, you accomplish nothing. Because each piece of the pie, you know, each thing that you are building, you have to just do it, and then it's going to ripple, as you you were talking about earlier, that ripple effect. So as we're wrapping up, Rebecca, what do you want to leave our listeners with, and how may they reach out to you?
3: Hmm.
1: Oh, goodness. Well,
2: they can reach out through my website, and they can get on my email list. I tour all over the nation, and I do workshops all over the nation. So I'd love to connect with people in their city. That would be fabulous. So that's RebeccaFolsom.com. super simple, R-E-B-E-C-C-A-F-O-L-S-O-M.com. And, of course, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, and, you know, I'm all over YouTube and iTunes and, you know, stream the music, stream Sanctuary. That'd be great.
1: And what would I want to
2: leave people with? You know, I today, I felt like I got this little epiphany into happiness today. And it was around whenever I'm agitated or disturbed, it's my mind reacting to something that's going on. And what I got was like, wow, you know, to be with my mind in the way of dropping into When I have that disturbance, what part of me is trying to wrestle something out of life, you know? I'm actually in 12-step programs. I'm, I'm a recovering alcoholic, and they talk about character defects, and what I was looking at was like, wow, when I'm disturbed, one of my character defects is up. So I'm either trying to boss people around, or I'm being insecure and I'm no good, or I'm... Thinking I'm better than everybody. I mean, these are these are some of the character defects that I have. And noting that it's like, oh, that character defect is happening and I don't have to participate. I don't need to be prideful here. Or... You know, I could really just let that go—the need to be better than anybody, or the need to be perfect, or the you know, whatever these character defects. I mean, each of us has our own sort of unique cocktail, you know, that we sort of deal with in that way. But what I got was like, man, it is not about what's happening out there in the world; it really is how my mind. I'm taking it, and I'm getting into some fear-based pattern, and really allowing just to be in that moment. Here's one I. I was going along feeling happy, 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 and I was told, oh, I'm going to get this front page of this magazine for the show, and that's so cool, and then my mind went, yeah, but it's just a little small town magazine, you know, like it went to that, and it was like, oh my goodness, like all of a sudden I wasn't happy anymore, it just sort of deflated that, and with it I went, oh, there's my perfectionism. It's not the New York Times, so it's not good enough. Even if it was the New York Times, I'd probably have something bigger, you know, that I needed. And in it, it was like I could just let go and say, that's just a defect. That's just a thought. Like, I'm going to get back to being happy. I don't know. It was long-winded, but I think what I'd like to leave people with is the happiness really happens in our minds. And we can take three breaths and let go of what the mind thinks is real and just get back to the moment, which is super rich and amazing.
1: What a lovely way to end this conversation, Rebecca. Thank you so much for being here and your patience for oh, and you're finally too. getting the recording.
0: <laughs> we made it happen.
1: We did it. We did. Powerful. And to, <laughs> we are. And, you know, to all of you tuning in, thank you so much for being with us. We're going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now.
0: She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true.